Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. And welcome to Promo Cares Radio. I am not Roger Burnett, that uh, the intro said I was. I am your fill-in host, Bill Petrie. And I'm real excited to talk today to not only someone I have a ton of respect for, but I'm honored to call him friend. If you don't know Brian Young with the Dunstan Group, you are doing yourself a disservice. He is super creative, energetic, and driven. He's got an award-winning podcast called Brand Builders. He says that Kirby and I inspired him. I don't believe it because it's really good, whereas Kirby and I's podcast is super goofy. Um, But Brian's been in the industry quite a long time, and if you're not familiar with the Dunstan Group, they have a very simple goal, and I actually love this as I was doing research on your your company there, Brian, to provide customized branded merchandise and apparel that reflect your company, business, or organization. I just like the word reflect, um, and I love what you guys are doing. I've listened to the Brand Builders podcast, and one thing I know about you and the Dunstan Group is that you have a very big component uh, in your organization to give back, and that's what we'll talk probably most about today. But Brian, welcome to Promo Cares Radio. Thank you. I, I don't know if uh, if I've ever had a better intro. I'm used to doing the intros, so that was really cool to hear. And thank you very much for uh, for everything that you said about the Dunstan Group and about me personally. Um, it's an honor to to be on your podcast, and and I, I will say that it definitely was. Uh, you and Kirby, who inspired us to start our podcast back in January of 2017 when we were at PPAI. We attended one of your classes, and, and one of the goals was, you know, get outside of your comfort zone and, and start a podcast. You know, figure it out and start a podcast. And I took that to heart, and I don't know how many people did in that room, um, but I told my boss, I'm like, we're going to do this. And he's like, I don't know. I don't really want to get into do podcasts. I'm like, we're going to do this, and it's going to be amazing. And it took us about six months to come up with the, the idea around it to really – to create a platform that can give back to our community. And I know that's what we're going to talk about. And that's really what we're, we're all about as a, as a business. So I'm really excited to, to jump into this and, uh, and talk a little bit more about Promo Cares, about what we do in our community and, and what I think that other companies around the, the country can do to not only benefit their business, but to give back. And that's really the important aspect of, uh, of this podcast and, and what people really need to do in their lives. I know. I, I love it. And again, if you haven't listened to the Brand Builders podcast, you can certainly check it out on any platform, Apple Podcasts, Android, so on and so forth. But you can also go over to the Dunstan Group, uh, .biz, and uh, there's a podcast link there. And, and if you really like solid industry content, that's a really good place to go. They won a Silver Pyramid Award this year and a very, very well-deserved one. So let's start with your story, Brian. How did you personally get into the promotional products industry? I always find this question to be fascinating because no one ever intends to get in this industry. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've always loved uh, branded merch and swag. I always felt like as a kid, I just was kind of tied to that. I, I thought it was really neat. Uh, NASCAR was a sport that I grew up really liking. And so I went to school and I wanted to get into marketing and I wanted to work for NASCAR. Um, that was my overall goal. That's one of the reasons that I actually came to Charlotte. And none of that ever happened. Uh, I never worked for NASCAR. But um, I got the opportunity to know Scott Dunstan uh, while doing CrossFit with him seven years ago. And there was something about him. There was something about um, his mission, something about the likability of him 
that really inspired me to really find my purpose in life. Uh, at that time, I was was a division director for a recruiting company, and, and although I was very successful at that, I never had a passion or a purpose. I felt like it was always bottom line driven. Um, I didn't feel like I was a part of the community, and it got to the point where you know me and my wife sat down and said, we need to figure out something that makes me happy, makes us happy, makes me not come home and be mad, but something that will really push me in a different direction. Uh, and randomly, I ran into Scott, and he asked me to come join his business. So. The funny part about this is my father has been an executive for Berkshire Hathaway for 40 plus years, and there was never an opportunity to work for him, nor did we want to. We had to go out and do our own thing. But when I told my dad that I was getting into the branded merchandise and apparel world, he literally quoted this. You want to sell that shit for the rest of your life? And at, <laughs> yeah, and, as it turns out, I do. And you know what? It was the biggest motivation because I looked at my dad and I realized if somebody of his caliber who has worked his way through a very, very successful organization that's run by Warren Buffett can not understand the importance of a medium that's over $24 billion, that's a massive opportunity. Um, so I looked at that as, this is great. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to do. Three years later, I can say that my dad is not only a believer, um, but he talks about branded merchandise and apparel in a completely different light. And I think that's really what made me excited about the industry. And and, uh, and now I've I've been with the Dunstan Group for three years. So I know you introed me as I've been in the industry a long time. I haven't, um, but I plan on being in this industry for, for the rest of my life. I can promise you that. Well, that's good. It feels like you've been part of the industry for a long time. So I meant that as a compliment. So Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about the Brand Builders podcast. I know you've had, uh, I think you've had over 80 episodes, if I remember correctly. But one of the things I've, I've noticed as I've listened to your podcast is you use that vehicle to support a number of charities. And I want to talk about, I'd like you to talk about how that came to be and some of the fun and very cool and, and moving stories you have as a result of that. Yeah, so one of the things that the Dunstan Group um, really pushes is, is we say community matters. And I think a lot of people in today can say that, but it's really not so much about saying it, it's about doing it. It's about not only you know having a transaction with a nonprofit, it's about being into that nonprofit, giving back, um, donating time. Uh, all of that is really important. So we already had a lot of interaction with nonprofits, but I will tell you the biggest reason that got us to start the podcast was really, I would say, around the cancer arena. Um, our owner, Scott Dunstan, lost his mother uh, when she was 33 years old, I believe. So it was very, very young. Scott is now 42. And he has a unique perspective that every year uh, when he has a birthday, he realizes that it's that's another year that his mom did not get. So we're very, very committed into the cancer community in our world. And our first guest that we had on our podcast was uh, his name was Josh Jones and he lost his daughter to cancer and he created and she was very young four years old I believe um, and created Team Libstrong uh, which is a, a, a an organization that actually supports the 24 Foundation which is another group that's that helps cancer navigation and survivorship so I would say that that's really what kind of started it is like hey let's tell Josh's story not only can Josh connect with parents that are going through the same thing Josh is an amazing human being who's been through a lot of crap right I I mean, hell, if you want to call it that. And you look at him and you go, I have no idea how you can live and be happy and, and, and all of that when things went, went bad. So 
to tell you, it kind of started that way, and now it's grown. Um, we are, are probably a part of 15, I'd say 16 different nonprofits from Cookies for Kids Cancer, uh, Camp Blue Skies, uh, Lupus Foundation, Susan G. Komen, the Independence Fund, Boy Scouts of America, Purple Heart Homes, Isabella Santos Foundation, and all of these have different um needs, wants, goals, and our, our idea of the podcast, but also our business is to sit down and ask the right questions to truly understand what do we, what can we do to support that? Is it donation? Is it volunteering? Is it, is it getting them into a product that elevates the brand every time? And everybody in this industry has had a nonprofit walk the door and go, we don't have any money and that's okay. Right. right. Let's talk about how we can create a, a program. Maybe there's a trade-off, right? Maybe we're going to, we're going to support you and we're going to give you product because we know that's going to elevate, you know, your overall mission. So I, there's a lot to it, but I really think the podcast was just, um, uh, a way to record the conversations we were already having on a daily basis. Right. And it becomes a vehicle and, and, to really share those conversations, right? To memorialize them almost. Definitely. And I think we've had people on here, and a, a great example is the Purple Heart Homes, which um, we had a guy on here, uh, rest in peace, Dale Beatty. And he was on our podcast. He started a Purple Heart Homes. He's a double amputee Purple Heart veteran. And this was an amazing organization, an amazing man. And he came on our podcast and he passed away unexpectedly two weeks later. I actually wow. listened to the podcast last night um, because we were doing an event with Purple Heart Homes this morning. And it, it's, um, I don't want to get choked up here, but it is, it is, a, it is a special um, podcast. And, and the reality is, is like that guy had three kids. Um, but when he talked about it, like he, he knew, it's almost like he knew that he was here to do what he did. And then he was moving on. And Sorry for getting choked up. No, but it's good. It's okay. The, the reality of, of Purple Heart Homes is, is so unique. And a year later, um, uh, sorry, after he passed away, the, the podcast is that, is that story. And so when we did it, we, I didn't know what to do. And I called his, his wife and I said, listen, you know, we're going to do everything we can to support your kids. But um, I, I, I don't know what to do with this podcast. And mm-hmm. she said, I want you to launch it the day of his funeral. So oh, we did. wow. And, and Statesville is about uh, an hour drive north of Charlotte for people that aren't familiar, and that's where they're located. So there were a lot of people from Charlotte that told us that they listened to that podcast before they went to his funeral. And that was the day that we knew we had a super powerful platform mm-hmm. that we had to use to tell people's stories. So do we have some that are sad? Absolutely. Do we have some that are hilarious? Absolutely. Do we have some that are more informative? Absolutely. Uh, one thing it's done for us is it's gotten us into all different aspects of Charlotte. Um, we're not in the same bubble of here's our friends, this is our community, this is what we do. We're going in and having conversations with people that don't look like us. We're having conversations that people that might not even agree with the same principles that we agree on just because we want to learn. We right. want to know because conversation is the first step. So there, there's a lot of really cool things that I can say from this podcast, but the reality is, is we bring value to uh, corporations, but mostly to nonprofits and to people that need a platform to tell their story. Um, and, and by adding that value, ultimately it creates a friend and ultimately that friend becomes a client um, or, you know, at, at the least becomes a friend and somebody that we can support. And, and that's really what it's all about. Right, and never apologize for being real and being emotional in, in something like this. Uh, so, if if uh, for those listening, if you haven't listened to that podcast, um, and I have, 
you need to. It, it is on the uh, Brand Builders website under podcasts. Scroll down. You'll find it. And the gentleman they spoke with was Dale Beatty, who, like you said, had unfortunately you know passed away a couple weeks after you recorded that podcast. And their website is purpleheartholmesusa.org. And what it does it, they provide housing solutions for service-connected, disabled, and aging veter- veterans. And it's a wonderful thing because they came home from Iraq. Both of them were injured. And they got a warm welcome and a grateful appreciation for their service, but they didn't understand why all veterans didn't get the same levels of support and assistance from society. So they created this not-for-profit. And it's a wonderful story if you dig through the website. Um, but certainly that, that podcast you had with them, uh, a wonderful way to uh, not only connect to something that I don't think any of us really think about, right? I, I don't mm-hmm. think about that unless someone tells me I need to think about that because it's just it's not my experience on a daily basis. So a tribute to you guys for having that conversation. And what a, what a lovely thing for his widow to suggest that you guys drop the podcast on the day of his funeral. What a, what a fitting and moving tribute. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really powerful, and it's really, it's really cool to see. Uh, he said this, and I think the 28th minute on the podcast, that Purple Heart Homes will always be around, and Purple Heart Homes will always be there for veterans. And it was almost in a past tense, and it, it gives me chills thinking about that, almost like, you know, he might not have known, but God knew, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you can believe in whatever, but, you know, that's kind of, of what we – we thought about, and I think with Purple Heart Homes, I got to, to see a couple of them this morning. They're doing great. Um, to give you an update, his wife and kids are doing great. Um, they've gotten through as much as they can the coping stage, and I think now it's really about um, what can they do to 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 continue to produce or to continue to help Purple Heart Homes, but also live in Dale's legacy. And yeah. that was really inspirational to hear this morning. But um, if anybody's listening and you want to get involved, it is a fantastic organization. And uh, I would absolutely love to connect anyone with them. No, that, and thanks for throwing that out there. Let me let me change gears just a little bit. So it seems to me that the Dunstan Group as an organization kind of has a philanthropic heart built in the DNA. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. How does that translate to someone walking into your organization and how does that impact how you view how what you do? You're in business development. So a lot of times I think people feel those two things are at odds, having a philanthropic heart but also out there selling and trying to develop business and grow a business. How do you reconcile those two? So and that's a great question. Um, I think for about, well, to be honest, we still get some emails, but there's a lot of business owners that always ask, Scott, why'd you start your podcast? Do you have an ROI? Um, what, what are you getting? How many listeners? A lot of re- weird questions. We don't look at business the same way that other people do. And the reason I say that is there's a lot of people that can throw metrics out there and being in business development, if you make this many calls and this many follow-ups, then this will equal a sale. And I'm not saying that that's not true, but I also think in 2019 and going forward with millennials and now iGen, you have to change the way that you approach business and you have to change the way that you approach your relationship with the community. Um, people that are younger are going to care about your community involvement. I know there's a statistic at PPAI that 84% of millennials will buy a product that is more expensive if they know that company is committed to their community and a company, or excuse me, a millennial will work, 84% of millennials will work for less 
for a company that has a commitment to the community. So I think our goal is this. In Charlotte, everybody that lives here will know this. It's a unique city. It's a very small city to us that has a lot of big opportunity. So you can really make an impact in this city, hence the reason tons of people are living here or moving here, excuse me. Um, but I think with our business, we make sure that we become friends with people before we become clients. We're more committed to our community than we're really trying to just build a business because ultimately we know that if we put our hand on someone else's shoulder, it's going to come back tenfold. And so we, every day, our, our, our mission is to create and inspire. Our passion is real. Relationships are first, whatever it takes. And that's what makes it happen. And, and I think our business is not just about bottom line. It is more about how do we support the people around us? And, and we hear it every day. I've talked to a lot of people in the promo world and you guys are just totally different. Like you're a different type of a, of a group and, and I just don't see that. And so I, I don't really know if there's a, a straight answer, but um, you need to be committed to your community. And when people walk in here, I, we had a new hire that came in here and it's really cool to see her grow, get excited about our industry. But I also think she's starting to now realize her purpose in life. And she gets that opportunity through the Dunstan Group by working with all of these different charities. Yeah. And it's great. And like you said, you guys have 15 or 16 not-for-profits you kind of partner with. How do you choose that? That's a lot. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, here at Promo Corner, we have some specific attachments to really two organizations that have touched lives here. The March of Dimes, um, Joel Moore, who founded Promo Corner, um, he had uh, premature twins. And so March of Dimes was very important, helping them get through uh, some of the difficulties his children had uh, growing up. And then we also support the American Heart Association uh, because my wife suffered a sudden cardiac arrest uh, about two and a half years ago. I had to give her CPR in the home, um, and you know she survived. But she has a pacemaker and a defibrillator, and she's she just turned 50, but she looks 30. You never know that she had heart issues. So those are the two we support, and it's very easy for me to say why, and it's easy for us to say you know those are the two we support. 15 or 16 almost seems untenable. How do you? guys reconcile that yeah and i would say it, they're all different levels um and and i appreciate your story about march of dimes i had two cousins that were born premature one as twins one passed away seven days after birth but the other one is now 16 years old and is the happiest kid i've ever seen in my life and uh so our company or our family is very committed to march of dimes as well so thank you for what you guys do with them um, i think it it started it, it it's just grown with our business over 11 years um Number one is cancer. We are all in the cancer community. Right. And what's, it just kind of branches off of that. So when I talk about trying to decide who we work with, we have a lot of people that come and ask us, you know, well, we want you to sponsor this. We want you to sponsor that. We intentionally in the fall sit down as a company and have that conversation of where our money's going to go, where our time's going to go. What do we want to focus on? Is a, is a direction of a nonprofit going in a direction maybe that we aren't comfortable with or something that we want to change mm -hmm. the way that we work with them? So we're very intentional with who we work with. But all of these are, are differentiating levels. Uh, example. The 24 Foundation is a group that started out as the 24 Hours of Booty. It's a bike ride in Charlotte. <laughs> I uh, love that, that name. Now. That's such a great yeah, name. It, yeah, we have a well in Charlotte. If you're if you're from Charlotte around here, we have a thing called the Booty Loop, and you can mm -hmm. hence why it's in a very 
nice place in Charlotte. There's about a three mile loop and everybody rides their bikes and they run around there. So they call it the booty loop. That's so cool. we created a 24 hour bike ride called the 24 hours of booty. Spencer Luter started it. Who's a great friend. And that's a group that has done a phenomenal job through cancer navigation and survivorship, not cancer research, nothing like that. But really when you get cancer, this is what we're going to do to beat it. This is how we're going to support your family. This is what we're going to tell your husband or wife, how they need to create, you know, kind of the different relationships and basically bring everybody on board. So I would say that is probably the number one, um, a nonprofit that we work with, and then it just kind of tears down. But cancer and veterans are our two big push, our biggest pushes, um, and, and those are the two that we're the most passionate about. And I think it's great that you sit down and have an honest conversation with your team every year and kind of make a decision and, for lack of a better term, evaluate where the money's going and where the support is going to, not just not just financial, it's time. And sometimes I know it's product and, and all the various ways you can support not for profits. And you do have to vet that out. And, and I think that's an incredibly uh, intelligent way to view your philanthropic efforts as strategic foresight. It, it definitely. And it also enables you to not try to just throw money places. I think a lot of companies are like, oh, well, I'm going to donate money here and donate money here. You're going to get hit up by everyone. Have a plan. Right. And mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to tell someone no when you say, listen, we've allocated all of our donations this year to these organizations that we're passionate about. But right. We would love to learn more about your organization and we will have an honest conversation about this in the fall. And if there's a way for us to partner with you, we will. And by telling somebody you're not saying no, you're just no. saying not right now. <laughs> well, and you also, like you said, you have to have an honest conversation sometimes you know, they may not be going a direction that is in alignment with your view and, and your worldview. And, and you have to, you know, you have to look at that very uh, honestly, I think. I, I agree. And, and I think, um, and I don't know if we're, we're going to touch on this, but I'm, I'm going to say it real quick. Like, there's a lot of different ways that people in our world can support organizations, and it doesn't just need to be money. Um, I'm going to tell you about an event with, uh, with Team Livestrong that we do to raise money for 24 Foundation, where we host a one-day event. Uh, that brings over 600 people and really all it is is five breweries that are all down the street we get with them they partner up they give free beer a beer ticket on each of them we work with another catering company that's a partner of ours they donate all of the food then we do radio ads with companies that we work with so we do everything through this channel to get as much basically free stuff as we can we charge $35 a ticket we do an, a, a, a a silent off or silent excuse me silent auction and all of that together in one night, we raise thirty-five thousand dollars. Right? Mm, wow. That that does nothing. We we don't we don't write a check for thirty-five grand. All we do is utilize the connections and the relationships we have and mm -hmm. and bring them together. And I think yeah. a lot of people in our, in our world, you have those connections. Make it happen. Go do something this year, and and you'll be shocked at how cool it will be when you bring a corporation with a nonprofit together and just right. have one connection. It's amazing. Well, and it also from, you know, it's not a selfish thing, but it helps you with your business as well, right? Because you you know as well as anybody, one of the wonderful things about promotional merchandise is it is a great vehicle to move people to action. And it may be the best advertising medium to move people to action. I would argue well, it is. You probably would as well. And you can design specific merchandise to really help those not-for-profits achieve their financial goals. Absolutely. And I, I think you might have even said this, but, um, uh, you know, our medium is the only one that someone will thank you for giving them a branded, you know, item. They're not going to thank you for a commercial. They're not going to no. thank you for a billboard. They're certainly not going to thank you for an email. So the no. reality is, is how can you 
you know, support them. And um, it, it's it's really neat to, to work with these nonprofits. Another thing that we do is a lot of these nonprofits, they don't understand that that this, this medium can be a catalyst to get fundraising money, right? So mm-hmm. when we work with 24 Foundation, go look at their swag. Go look at their, right. at the stuff you get when you raise money. It's awesome. And yeah. when it's awesome, guess what that does? Make people raise more money. And so that that's really fun to do incentives and, uh, and come up with... Uh, unique and trendy ideas that people are like, whoa, that's awesome. And then you see it everywhere. Um, we've been in business 11 years and I see something we've done almost every single day, if not every single day, somewhere in the community. That's such a wonderful feeling. And, and so the thank you, you know, I have said uh, promotional products is the only advertising medium where the recipient says thank you. I have stolen that religiously from Paul Bellantone, so I cannot take credit for it, but I will, <laughs> I will repeat it. And I agree with you. Uh, back in my distributor days, I worked with the American Heart Association. I worked with the American Diabetes Association creating donation driver programs because people do want free stuff. I, it, I'm sorry, they do. And yep. our, if you create the right promotional products, it, it absolutely helps support the mission of those not-for-profits. So, you know, you it, it's a wonder. This is why I really want to talk to you because you can marry the for-profit world with a not-for-profit and both do good and both come out winning and both come out with this wonderful feeling that, hey, we've made a dent here in a problem mm-hmm. or we've supported somebody who is working, you know, working hard to get something done in a good way. And I love that. And I do want to go to that beer event. I'm hoping Noda is involved. That is one of my favorite yeah. breweries of all time. No, You know, Noda is not. They're on the other side of town, but Noda is a fantastic brewery. They just opened up a new one, and it's awesome. They do a lot of charity events there. Um, breweries are great places to uh, to raise money. We were at an event last night at another brewery um, as well. And to, to reiterate what you said, to marry uh, both the nonprofit and the profit world, you know, we have a saying that we are not in a business to make money, but we have to make money to be a business. Yep. But at the same time, overall, it's how you treat everyone else. It'll come back, I promise you. In this world, if you do right, people will come back and want to work with you. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I know we're running short on time. Is there anything else you want to add about just, you know, the whole philosophy behind Promo Cares is really matching? Uh, tell, first of all, this vehicle is really for telling stories, telling stories that you just told, and, and I think it's a compelling one. It's an ongoing one. The story is certainly not over. You're continuing to write this on a daily basis. Is there anything else you'd want to share with the larger Promo Cares audience that are seeking to get their own organizations involved on a grassroots local level because that's where change really does happen in our society? Is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I think um, you said it right there, grassroots. Um, it, you know, you don't wait till tomorrow. You know, start today. I think our industry is at a pivot where you can either be great or you can be gone. And the reality is if you want to be great, you have that opportunity. Um, there's so much potential. And I'll just be honest, you know, if you're a young person listening to this, if you're under the age of 30 and you're in the promo world, you have a massive opportunity to make an impact on a big scale, but you have to start small and you have to start grassroots and you will see how you can make change. And I've only been in this industry for three years, but I can tell you right now, it's made me a completely different person. It's made me have a purpose in life. 
I love this industry. I love getting to talk to people like you. I love listening to podcasts like this. I love learning more, but ultimately I love using our medium to support nonprofits, to really, really care about the community that you're in. And I just challenge everybody out there. You don't have to be the biggest company. Don't worry about you know the halos of the world. Be you, be you in your city. Be, be important to the people that are one mile from your building. And if you do that, you will have not only an amazing year from a profit standpoint, but you will wake up every day and you will feel better. You will be more excited. You will have energy and, and, and you will do things in life. And I think that's my, my challenge to everybody is don't just think bottom line in our world. Be better than that and, uh, and make an impact. No better call to action than that to end a podcast. And I love what you said. Be great or be gone. And I love that. So uh, if you aren't, didn't listen to what Brian just said, if you were not paying attention, you need to back up about 48 seconds and listen to what he just said again. It's important to give back at the grassroots level. You don't have to be a giant organization to donate time, to donate samples, to donate uh, money even. So listen to what Brian just said, and that is the essence of Promo Cares. Brian, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your very busy day to do this podcast, and we are going to absolutely have to do this again. I love it. Thank you for having me, and uh, I can't wait, man. I appreciate it.